Hello, everybody. We've got no intro music and, spoiler alert, no outro music either. Russ is on vacation and did not take the audio files with him. And I was responsible this week. And I don't have the audio files. Uh, before we get into the show, which will be just seconds away, do want to remind everybody, go over to fantasycares.org. We've got a couple of campaigns right now going on, trying to collect some money to donate to some charities. Uh, you can get a nice hat and scarf set if you donate to the Coats for Kids campaign. You can also donate to the uh, Football Guys and Fantasy Cares campaign. We've teamed up with our buddies over there where Football Guys is going to be matching the donations. So send a thank you to a player that helped you win a championship or just provided you entertainment or something this year. Again, just go over to fantasycares.org and you should be able to find those campaigns. Also, if you are looking to join one of my leagues, uh, I take my signups from a Google form that is in my pinned tweet. So at John Bosch FF, if you're looking to get into a trade addicts league that Russ Fisher commissions, highly recommend those as well. You can go and find out how to sign up for those. Ask Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse on Twitter. Uh, his leagues are great. He names them trade addicts for a reason. The people that play in them are addicted to trading. They're not as crazy from a format standpoint as my leagues, but the managers that are in them are, of course, very crazy. They are addicted to trading. So check out my leagues. Check out Russ's leagues. Let us know if you want to get in them. Now, into the show. Sorry that we had no music for you. Everybody blame Russ. Welcome in to uh, Dynasty Wall Street. Welcome to the trading floor. How to, whatever Russ says when he starts rambling at the beginning of these shows. Russ isn't here. The cat is away, so the mice are going to play. He's he's down. He's down with that big mouse down in Florida. So, um, yeah. Travis and I are here. We're going to have a little bit of a different show today. The season's over. We've won every single league that we play in. Obviously, yeah, one hundred percent. Nobody lost actually, a game. Yeah. I know. Not, not I, like, I didn't even lose a game. Yeah. Didn't even well, lose a game. Awesome. But yeah, huge, huge ROI. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the best. So, <laughs> how did your Perfection. season end up, Travis? Did it, did it go um, all right? Did you get by? Yeah, I uh, I settled for a crap ton of second place payouts. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, uh, I only had uh, one championship, and uh, I mean I'll take it. It's just uh, you know, as many as I got to, I was just like, man, that's that's frustrating. So you're thinking, um, oh, I guess I should have offered to chop every single pot. Oh well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I typically think to do that. I mean, like that's such a poker move too. Like, <laughs> like, but you know, it's it is what it is. I you know can't win them all. Yeah. What, what, what I don't know. You? Uh, no? I I it went well. Uh, I mean, I ended up about 50-50 for firsts and seconds for leagues that I got there in. But uh, overall, ended up winning a couple where I didn't think I was going to win. Nice. I did lose one that a uh, couple that sucked. I lost my home league. Again, got second place again. <laughs> Fourth time in a row. <laughs> yeah, fourth out of 10 years. I've also had like two third places in there and a fourth place Perfect. finish. So like in the playoffs, like six years, this is my league that like I put a ton of work into. I host yeah. a big auction every year. Not supposed to, not supposed to admit that. Just I, yeah. I think you don't care. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I put a lot, ton of commissioning work. I put a ton ah, of commissioner okay. work. Do you do it. that with all your leagues that I, I do. Yeah. I, so. I do. And uh, yeah. And I have 
I definitely have more second place finishes than anybody else in that league. One of these years, it'll be my year. And then I had one other league where I was perfect, 16-0, and 0, dominated, had the highest score all year, and I lost that one. I was like, yeah. oh, I really thought I was on track. I've never had a perfect season. Never had it. Completely undefeated. And I lost that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but, I lost to... Uh, in the league where I was just runaway kind of favorite situation, lost to my dad in my home league. So, oh. <laughs> but he he him. used to be that guy who just always would come in fifth place every year, uh, and it, it's like a Tim team, you know. And so he would just barely miss the playoffs every single year and be the fifth seed all the time. So it was good for him to get one. There you go. That was nice of you. Nice of you to let Dad win one, Travis. <laughs> yeah, there so. we go. But I'm ready. And we're that's that's part of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, since we're, we're we're not really going to talk about like NFL players, we don't have Russ, so we can break the rules. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. We're going to talk about some of the things that we you know keep leagues active. People always ask that. Well, we'll mm-hmm. talk about some things that we do around this time of year to to keep things active. But before we do that, we have Travis May. Travis May is addicted to college football players. Once they get to yeah. the NFL, they're too old. They don't matter anymore. Like, yeah. you know, he wants that. He wants to know about that freshman in high school quarterback. It could be a five-star recruit at some point. Yeah. Because of that, Travis is yeah. going to go over just some of the players that are going to be in the national championship game. Even if you don't watch college football, I assume people will at least watch this college football game. Yeah. I feel like, you know, fantasy relevant. The, the numbers suggest that uh, people do tune in to the playoff yes. games. And so hopefully people did see Washington, Texas, Michigan, Alabama. Both were just insane games uh, that went down to the wire in both cases. One to overtime, one to like three shots like at the goal line. And it was so huge opportunity for Texas to come back in a situation where they should not have. So it, it, so many good future fantasy football contributors. In, all, in both games, uh, on all the teams, really. So tons of players to talk about on all four teams, really. But the ones that made the championship, uh, I think, are the ones that are going to be on people's minds this coming week and uh, have the greatest chance to see their draft stock uh, uptick because everyone had eyes on this game. You know, when it seems Michael like every... Michael Penix. I mean, yeah, Michael Penix is the hype machine right now. Uh, mm-hmm. In every playoff cycle, there's some player that kind of just goes through the roof uh, with their draft stock or at least assumed draft stock by the people who are just tuning in now uh, and just goes off. And he did, he went off like having a top five uh, passing yard day in uh, any kind of playoff uh, history. So fantastic for, for him. And he was just dropping dimes left and right. And for those that have been following him for, I don't know, the past two years, that's just kind of what he does. Like he's got a really, really good deep ball. He's got an, an elite set, an elite trio of NFL wide receivers to throw to. Um, he doesn't have the best mobility. He tried to fake it a little bit this past uh, past week and act like he does. He doesn't. He's not going to be a, a huge ground contributor once he gets to the NFL. That's just not his game. Um, and given his medicals, I wouldn't advise it anyway. Uh, so he's, I mean, he missed like what seemed to be 47 seasons in a row with, with some new injury uh, before going to Washington, but having two solid seasons in a row where he's been healthy and not just healthy, but playing at an elite level, being a top 10 passer in both of the last two seasons, really by the, the meaningful metrics, uh, pretty fun. So 
he's probably going to have another good day. And if he does against Michigan and connects with Roma Dunze and Jalen McMillan and Jalen Polk and wins the national championship or even just gets close. Um, and it's because of him that they're in the conversation down the stretch in the fourth quarter. He's the quarterback for consensus uh, right now for the mock draft data that you can scrape anywhere um, behind, of course, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and uh, now uh, Jaden Daniels. But he was the the quarterback three-ish or so uh, by consensus until about mid-November, which is around the time he had a, a stretch of like three games where he basically just was kind of bad. Uh, but he, he had the flu. They, they had injuries and stuff like that. They're, they're excuses, but he had a rough patch in the middle of this fast near Heisman season for him. So I'm excited to see what he what he does because right now he's like a fringe first projection. But if we have four mid to early first quarterbacks in this draft, that makes it a lot more fun for our dynasty leagues. Makes makes every yeah. draft that we have that much deeper. And so he's he's kind of like the premier player that I think everyone's talking about. But the best player in the entire game might actually be his wide receiver, Roma Dunze. So I'm excited to see what he does. I mean, a lot of people uh, jumping on his bandwagon. I heard a, a, a podcast just this week. Like, you know, if his name was Marvin Harrison Jr., he would be better. He would be considered better than Marvin Harrison Jr. But that, you know, that's not the world we live in. Uh, but he is fantastic, and he had a near perfect season this year. Um, so really like him. He's, he's already a mid first projection, but could be a top ten pick now. Who do you who do you take him or Malik Neighbors as? What I, I assume those are the two options for wide receiver two right now. Yep. Yeah, it's Marvin Harrison Marvin Harrison Jr., then Malik Neighbors, and then Roma Dunze for me right now. Uh, but it's uh, pretty clear that those are the top three. Uh, I think it's tier one, Marvin Harrison Jr., tier two, Malik Neighbors, 2A, <laughs> Roma Dunze, 2B. Um, and then after that, we, we get into an, another set of really productive wide receivers. It's just, it's just a deep class. Uh, this year but even in a deep class like all three of those players would typically be your wide receiver one in any given class they're just very very good so no no shame in getting any of those three at any point in the run no no and, and those are the two premier players that, are, that everyone's really focused on but uh there there are several others uh that we could highlight i mean jalen mcmillan missed a lot of time for washington this year but coming in, like he was, many people thought that he wasn't that far behind talent wise when it came to Roma Dunze uh, and comparisons there. Uh, but Jalen Polk went off because of Jalen McMillan's absence and had another good, good game in the playoff uh, just this week. So the the entire trio of wide receivers, McMillan, Polk, and Odunze, might all go inside the top 75 picks, which would be incredible uh, for any kind of group of wide receivers. But they're just all that kind of potential. Uh, I compared. Jalen McMillan to Amon Ross St. Brown when he came into college. Mm. And I think they have very similar play styles, even body builds. So that's the kind of potential that McMillan might flash if uh, the stars align for him. Polk, I'm not as high on necessarily. To me, he's just kind of been a, a prime opportunity due to an extended absence of uh, McMillan this year. But he's still very good. So, I mean, it wouldn't be surprised if he did drop on draft day because he, to me, he's like around four-ish talent but still very good and the running back got hurt dylan johnson but he's actually he could be a riser because he's got super fun traits and runs angry and, you know everybody's favorite kind of run, running back just kind of runs 
I wouldn't say he runs like Isaiah Pacheco because that, that's like crazy personal level, but you know, like, but close, you know. So Washington's just got a bunch of fun playmakers. So I think that's that's the the, the most fun fantasy side team to root for uh, in the in the national championship. But do you have any favorite Mich- Michigan players that, that you uh, you're in- interested in? Well, I certainly don't have any favorite Michigan players because. <laughs> I'm kind of an Ohio State fan, so (laughs) I certainly don't have any favorite. I I think Blake Corum is probably the the one that's uh, the most interesting from a fantasy perspective, right? Yeah, I feel like you do a good job, though, of separating your fandom from your fantasy value takes. And so I just was curious if you actually had any, because I try to do that as well, just not not really care who they play for and just root for them. But it's hard to be completely objective. (laughs) I don't care if they went to Michigan or not. I will will put them on my team. I don't care. I don't actually care. Like, I'm not that person that won't say the letter M and stuff like that. Like, I will root for Ohio State. And when they inevitably lose, I just go, oh, okay. What's up yeah, next? Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, that sucks. Move on. But I would like to have seen them in, in the in the playoffs, and you know, would have been nice for them to beat Michigan and be in the same spot Michigan is in now. But oh well, is what it is. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people look at Blake Corum's touchdowns uh, and just raw yardage totals and think, oh man, he's you know like an elite level talent because I mean he had like what fifty seven touchdowns in the last three years, which is insane total. But he actually doesn't really catch the ball a lot for uh, a player of a smaller stature. And so I'm not sure what his upside is necessarily. But right now he's like consensus running back four in the class. Uh, if if it is that Trevion Henderson, Braylon Allen, Trey Benson, you know, th- those are the three uh, that are ahead of him. We don't even really know still today that uh, Trevion's actually going to be in the draft class. But those three yeah. seem to be. Yeah, that's three. Unless unless Ohio State is paying their team to come back just a ton of money, like yeah, doesn't really make sense. Which I'm I'm fine with that too, I guess. But (laughs) I want these players in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But just you know, I'm I'm cool with them just getting paid too, man. That's get on them. Like this is the the prime earning window for these guys. So go get yours. But uh, yeah, JJ McCarthy, I'm not sure he's gonna go either. Like. A bunch of these guys don't have to go this year. And McCarthy is looking at being maybe the quarterback six in this class if he goes, uh, you know, going in round two, probably round three, maybe, you know, something like that. Is next year a much better class for him to perhaps come out in? It is because um, there's a kind of a talent vacuum now in college football where there's, there's no like this year, like we had coming in like, oh, Caleb Williams and Drake May, like they're probably better than. Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson and, and CJ Stroud, maybe. Um, and I'm not sure that they are, but every year that there's there's like those two, one or two or even three quarterbacks that are like, oh man, these, these guys are coming back. It's amazing. They're automatic first rounders. And uh, we don't have a single one. Like maybe, <laughs> like maybe Quinn Ewers is that guy. Maybe if, if McCarthy returns, he's that guy. Maybe if people are still drunk on like preseason hype for Colorado, Shador Sanders is that guy, but he isn't. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot. Drew, Drew Aller was supposed to be that guy for Penn state. He isn't. So I wouldn't knock McCarthy. You just mentioned several guys I have sitting on Debbie rosters. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry to bum me out. I would like like one of them to hit, please. Yeah. We're just, we're just basically going to need a a lot of these guys to take the next big step in order to not be kind of bummed for the 2025 quarterback class uh, at this point. But so, yeah, I mean, if you want to maximize, 
the guaranteed dollars in your future contract, McCarthy probably would uh, help himself out if he did if he did return. But uh, who knows? Donovan Edwards probably returns as well because he had a horrible season at running back behind Blake Corum. Uh, super inefficient all year long. So, yeah, he probably returns. But Roman Wilson, uh, probably fringe, fringe day two wide receiver prospect for Michigan. Like had a 4-3-7 coming out of high school, I believe. A.J. Barner at tight end, day three tight end. And Cornelius Johnson has a cool name. So, like, maybe <laughs> maybe day three for him too. But, I mean, the, the, the – I mean, all these guys I mentioned will or will get drafted this year or will in the future. But uh, I'm really interested just to see Colston Loveland, who could be in the tight end one mix for 2025, see what he does against Washington's defense that uh, did just allow a lot to JT Sanders this week. I hope he's going to be healthy, right? He came, he came back, right? Yeah. Like he, he went out injured but came back in at the end, right? Yeah. yeah I think I, yeah. I think he's just set to go. And I hope that Dylan Johnson's okay. As well, he he got hurt down the stretch for Washington. Would love to see him actually be able to compete. That's right. He took it. He went out. He's he's not. Um, is there? Do you have a report on that? Like, what is the injury? I think he's actually set. He's set to. He's he's actually able to. He's are on track as of today to play. They were still oh, wow. very. But uh, you know, it could still change throughout the week. And right now, they might just be saying that so the team has to continue game planning for it. True. True. All right, well, there you go, folks. There's there's a little bit of a preview for the college football playoff championship game. Some fantasy players to watch for our future as we roll into 2024 now. And your 2023 season should be over. <laughs> you should be transitioning to thinking about rookies and college players currently. Future NFL rookies, future fantasy stars. But what else do you do around this time of year? This is a, This is a question I get a lot as a commissioner. What do you do to keep a league active? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. My first thing is I get the league paid for. <laughs> like uh, right now, this is the time in my leagues you have to pay. I've already done all my payouts. Those went out the next day. As soon as the season ends, I, I get them paid out. Your commissioners should do that as well. Um, but then you should be paying back in if you're not already paid for 2024. So this is one of my favorite times of year. I love dispersal season is what I call it. A lot of people like dread league turnover. They dread a manager leaving. Travis has left some of my leagues. I still talk to him occasionally. It, it happens. <laughs> yeah, I, think I, I, I left the superpowers one. What was the other yeah, one? I power hungry. I think that was oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There yeah. might have been others. I, I believe in like I don't really keep track, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> <laughs> like when somebody tells me they leave, that okay. All right, I'll replace you. Um, but that's to, to me, I I won. I never want somebody in a league of mine yeah. out of obligation. Like that's huge for me. If you don't want to be in the league, like don't stay just because you're in my league. Cause we're friends, anything like that. I, like <laughs> that your commissioners should not do that. They should only want people in the league that want to be there. That's what keeps a lot of league alive. So you see a lot of people complaining about people leaving leagues at this time of year. Think about it differently. What, when that person leaves, Somebody else is coming in. <laughs> you get yep, new actually wants to in. take care of the team and wants to inject some yeah. you know trade trade life or whatever it is into the yep. league. Would you rather have a manager that has basically just a dead team and doesn't care, but hey, they paid their league dues? Like, yay. And then they don't ever <laughs> check into a trade. No. They don't, you know, maybe they set their lineups. Like, that's a terrible manager. <laughs> Let yeah. them go. Like, 
they, they don't want to be there. You don't need to keep them. So I'll never understand like the mentality of people trying to guilt others into staying in the league or like, you know, you just joined this league. It's only one year old, but you tried it. It wasn't for you. Like that happens. So let people move on, bring in people that are interested in it. The way I do it with mine is we do dispersals. I mean, that's if you have more than one team changing over, I don't want to be the person that decides who gets what team. <laughs> so a dispersal is fun. Like it's kind of a little mini startup for the people that are coming into a league. You put all the assets in a pile. You can let them draft them if you want, whatever. That's never the best way to do anything. I do auctions, obviously, because they're <laughs> way more fun, <laughs> but they're also more fair. And I mean, especially in a dispersal where, let's be honest, the, the pool is probably a little bit uh, shallower <laughs> than than what you're going to be wanting. Uh, so there might be only one or two like premier assets. So obviously a draft becomes extremely advantageous then to whoever goes first, stuff like that. So auction makes a little bit better. Um, I do I, I do second chance dispersals in mine as well. So I allow anybody that's returning to the league, if they want to throw all their assets in, go for it. Join. Yeah. Like you, you messed up your team. <laughs> all right. But you're sticking <laughs> around, which is great. You shouldn't be penalized and have somebody else have a better opportunity. Because to me, like their if their option is stay and maybe start over or leave, <laughs> I would rather them stay and start over if they want to stay. Like yeah. so for me, I, I let them throw it all in, mix it all up, yeah. start over. It's a it's it's a fun time of season. Um, you guys actually have that ever, like right now. Do you like, hey, get your dues in, get that started, and have the dispersal like before the NFL playoffs are even done? Or do you wait? My until... goal is to have it all done before MFL rolls over. So my fantasy league rolls over typically like a day or two after the NFL Super Bowl. Uh, my league dues are due in my leagues January 17th. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. If you're not paid, you're out. Like, uh, I mean, I, I send a reminder on basically a daily basis yeah. <laughs> at this point. Uh, the leagues are frozen, so I do freeze all transactions in my league, which I hate because then people can't even be trading for these next two weeks. But I don't want to put somebody that's coming in at a disadvantage of not having that same opportunity to have made the same trades. So it also allows everybody to, um, let's say, encourage everyone to get paid quickly because if there's one person that has not paid – it's very easy to see who has not paid on league safe. <laughs> it says it right there. So I can always count on all the managers to encourage everyone to get paid so we can move on to the next phase of the league. Um, and look, like if, if, if paying the league fee is going to set you back, like that's, I get that. <laughs> I don't spend your last $25 on league fee. Like just, just don't like that's, <laughs> Don't get, don't put it. If that's the situation, like now, John's asking you know, for your money. He's uh, he's gonna he's gonna get get his enforcers out. And <laughs> no, like it just I'm I'm never gonna track down somebody and be like, you have to pay your twenty five dollars. Right. And they're like, I don't have it. I'm like, okay, like I mean, just leave the league. That's not what it's about. It's just about just <laughs> yeah. getting getting set up to. Hey, let's have a very very narrow window of of not being yeah. able to do what we want to, and then get back to, you know, the next phase yeah. of the league. So makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Getting people's money is, I hate that part. Like, that's, yeah. I can't wait to pay it out. So I do it the day after. Like, as soon as it's over, I'm like, thank God. All right, the payouts are all done. 
Now I just want to collect for the next year, make sure the league is set and ready to go, and let's hit the ground yeah. running. So, one of the um, things that I do like on, on a different note, I just one of the things I do like that you do this time of year also. Sometimes you have like different playoff kind of pools and like you know drafts. I guess you can basically pick different players to try to track them through mm-hmm. the playoffs, and uh, th- that's one of the favorite things I like to do um, in terms of like just keeping leagues active this time of year throughout the playoffs. Yes. Big time. This is one of the things that I tell people anytime they say, what can we do to keep it active? Everybody in your league probably likes football. Most yeah. of them probably. Probably like going to be watching most of the playoff games. <laughs> probably. Yeah. It's yeah. fun to have a little action on, on the games. Yeah. Why not? A little bit of league rivalry. Just people paying attention to something kind of as a group. It, it, it's first chat chatter in, in the chat, which is good. Uh, sometimes that leads to trade talks, things like that. It is the only way to truly the baseline way to have active activity in your league is to have active managers. There, there's no way to force it. You can't fake it. It is all manager based. But when you have the right managers and you supply them with some little things to do activities, um, it gets way better. So it also is as this is dispersal season and changeover season, it's fun in some of my leagues where somebody new comes in and they get to kind of be in this competition on level footing with everybody in the league. It's a fun little welcome. None of these things I ever cost extra when I run them in the league. So these are specifically ones that I run like within a league to, to spur activity. You give away a little prize. Like if it's a bankroll league, we get like five or 10 bankroll dollars, which equates yeah. to like nothing. It's something you throw away on a waiver pick, essentially. Um, I've seen people play for like the 3.13 or something. Again, like yeah. a pretty relevant draft pick. Uh, in my salary cap leagues, we play for an extra $1 of salary cap on a $200 cap. So like, yeah. again, these are all very, very small prizes. I don't require anybody to play in these some people play in them some people don't and they just pass and that's fine like if you're if you're burnt out and you're done <laughs> i get that too so if you want to check out but supplying just a little bit of a competition for people can help feed that um that addiction that we all have to fantasy football <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's be honest you were, we're, you were searching for another word there but yeah <laughs> no no, no, there's, there's no, there's no other word. It's what we have. We are all addicted to playing this fantasy football game, but yeah. uh, people are going to make DraftKings lineups. They're going to bet the game straight up. They're going to have underdog yeah. things going on. Like it's fun to have a little competition within the league. So I'll go over just a few of them that I run. Obviously there are a ton of different options out there for how to play fantasy football during the NFL playoffs. The easiest one that I do, I call it set it and forget it. And this is super simple. You pick one player from each team that's in the playoffs. That's my favorite that's one, it. by the way. That's my favorite one. Like, it's just, it's, it's so, so it, simple. It's so like, fun. we just, it, you know, you got to kind of build in like the win probability of each team and like with the positional yep. premiums. And like, that makes it, it makes it kind of crazy because like the, the team that's, uh, you know, the sixth seed that actually makes it to the AFC Championship can completely change the build. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's so simple, but it's it's easy to kind of follow throughout the entire depth and breadth of the playoff season. So it makes it kind of fun. Do you yeah, tend that to, is, that do you is tend to like build um, 
I, you know, I, I don't know how you you do yours, but you do you tend to build it like, like I do the playoff kind of bracket. First. I'm sorry, what? I do the playoff bracket first when I'm doing that one. Like, yeah, and yeah. I think who's playing four games? Who could, or I'm sorry, who could play four games? Who's probably one done? And then like, give me whatever score off that because. Uh, in the way I do it, the, typically, you, you know, you, you have a set number of each position that you have to pick, yeah. whether it be three or four quarterbacks, you know, three to four wide receivers, whatever, running backs, tight ends. Uh, I don't do kickers or defense <laughs> in mine, though yeah. you can. Um, but usually we stick to the four, the four fun positions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that is that is always a blast. Uh, and, but yeah, there are different ways. I mean, like you can get kind of crazy with scoring format if you want. You don't have to follow the same league scoring format that you're using in season either. You don't have to. I typically do just because uh, I I like people to be thinking in that mindset, <laughs> yeah. especially when there's like these tight end advantages and stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it's it is a really fun puzzle to put together because you can't have. Well, usually I would say like Mahomes Kelsey as a stack, but. Nobody wants that as a stack anymore. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the actual good stack. You can't have Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper on the on the <laughs> same team. Yeah, that's, in, that's in this, best. In this that's the best stack now. So <laughs> that is the best stack in the house. Oh dear God, so sad. Um, yeah, what, what has happened? That might actually be one of the highest scoring, even though Amari was out. That might be like the highest scoring stack of the last two weeks. Oh God. Seriously. Oh, that would be awful. But I bet it's up there. Well, Dak and Dak and CeeDee Lamb probably up there. That's probably yeah, the other one. Yeah. Um, but you can't have Dak and CeeDee Lamb. You have to choose one or the other. So, and you will have to choose some running backs. Uh, so you're gonna take Christian McCaffrey, probably, and then uh you'll have to find a couple of other running backs that are relevant. So that's that's a real easy, easy format. It's just that's what I call my set it and forget it. I mean, it's really quite simple. It is very fun. That's the one I run in most of my leagues because it's so easy. You literally just you build your roster and that's it. Like that is it. You submit it one time. It doesn't take any extra work. You don't have to do anything week to week. Uh, you're just done. So that's that's a super easy thing to add in to your uh, fantasy league. Just a, just a way to keep people playing around. Like I said, as for prizes, you can give away like the if you have a four round draft, give away the four point thirteen. <laughs> give away, give away something that just doesn't even matter, and just just to have that fun, have have people play together and keep a little interaction throughout the NFL playoffs. Hopefully, it'll help also keep the league uh, aware that there's a league and people will be paying their dues, things like that. Uh, it's always a good opportunity when people are in the chat. Hey, you haven't paid your dues yet. I understand you're winning this playoff challenge thing. Congratulations. Why don't you pay your dues? So I have commissioner <laughs> motives, obviously, to everything. It's all about yeah. it's all about keeping people around and making sure they're doing what they need to do. So all right, I, I have a couple other formats that I run. Um, one of them I call it save it for the big game. That's a one and done uh player where basically you, you know. This is similar to like Scott Fish's SFPL, which you play a player once and that's it. Once you've played that player, you cannot play them again. So in this in this format, typically you target, well, I want to get the players that are going to score on the teams that lose. <laughs> and you try and keep, typically you keep all your Chiefs until the end. 
Maybe not this year. Uh, Maybe not. I, mean, I guess we keep our 49er uh, Eagles. I don't know. 49ers and Eagles as long as you can. Uh, AFC. Year. I don't know who I'm keeping in the AFC. Like, obviously, Flacco. But yeah, obviously. Yes, goes without saying. Obviously, <laughs> Joe Flacco. Clearly, I'm not using until the Super Bowl in this format. Oh my God. If the Browns actually make the Super Bowl, could you even imagine? Like, that city would no. go nuts. That would break reality. Like, like Browns, Lions, Super Bowl. Let's just get it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just strange. <laughs> but, uh, but again, so like, you know, this this one does involve weekly waivers. You know, you, your players get dropped because you only get to play them once. You can never play them again. You have to choose when they're going to have their biggest game. And that's when you want to hit them. So this, again, these all take kind of pl uh, planning for the entire NFL playoffs because you really have to be thinking of what's going to happen in the NFL because the impact that the number of games people play has a huge amount. If you try to save Joe Flacco <laughs> and he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl and you were just counting on him as your Super Bowl quarterback, then you're just losing those points when he goes off in you know round one but then loses. So that's kind of the key to that format is uh, trying to hit the big game. It's literally why I call it save it for the big game. It's, it seems uh, pretty easily named. Um, yeah. I run do you do, do, uh, do you do like team level stuff rather than just doing like uh, all player specific and fantasy kind of lineup builds or do you, do you do team kind of like win pick them type stuff like that for your, any of your league leagues as well? I don't, I have seen people run like an NCAA bracket essentially. Yeah. For yeah. it, um, I wish there. I don't, I don't feel like there's enough teams. People say, I mean, it usually comes down to like the tiebreaker of the score then in the Super Bowl, um, because there's usually going to be a few people that have just the same bracket in the league. Wow. Even with 12, 14 people in, in the bracket, it's you're going to get a lot of repetition. I, my favorite uh, kind of custom uh, builds, and you can do there are different versions of this even for the NCAA bracket, but is. You know, like say there's seven teams on on both sides. You assign a point value to a, a given team, like like uh, a confidence know, pick. It is like a confidence pick, but it's also okay. like, hey, if I pick the lower seed, the the my favorite version is where if if you put, you know, your seeds one through seven, but like seed seven, if you're really high on seed seven, you actually want to put seven points on seed seven because you think they're going to go further. Then when every win that they get, it's the seven times their seed they get a multiplier so get 49 That's nice. yeah like a multiplier for the points and that makes it to where the points scale a lot higher to where there's almost never a tie and, and i like that a lot right and the allocation of those like those selections and where you emphasize the multiplier that, that's like never identical even if you have a pretty pretty large group so just it's just a way to kind of build in like a pick them um with a, a little bit more gamification so yeah I like that. I, I don't think I've ever seen that, but I, I like that a lot. Being able to put you assign the cop, like, you know, I yeah. assume you get like a bank of a hundred or whatever and you have to dole out all your points, put them yeah, on. There's the either a bank or it's just like, or it's just like an inverse, you know, it's basically like one through seven because there's seven on, the, on each side of the playoff. Like it's just like a seven, gotcha. seven, your multiplier, six multiplier, five multiplier. You place those on, on each seed that you want to place the confidence on for you can do it by round or you can do it just like set it and forget it. And like, that's how, how you go throughout, but makes it pretty wild. If, pretty you, if you, if you pick the right five, six, seven seed. 
That is that is because usually there is going to be one like lower seed that at least advances through week one. Right. Uh, maybe not always through week two, but usually through week one and hitting that yeah. is that would be fun. That would be yeah. really fun. Uh, the survive in advance that I do again, it's player based, um, but basically it's it's very similar to like what I just described. But instead, in, in this one, I typically let you play a player twice during the during the playoffs. But it's a large roster, so you burn through players quicker. And also, not everybody advances. That's exactly why it's called survive in advance. Because um, you you if you burn a bunch of players and you're the highest score, well, you are in the same spot going into week two as the person that just barely advanced. So. If you start out with like a 12-team league, you know, nine people advance the first week, then six out of the nine advance the next week, then three the next week, and then you get a yeah. champion. So like e- every week you just kind of – so it's kind of an eliminator style uh, NFL challenge, <laughs> NFL playoff yeah. challenge where you have – again, you, you have to think about the whole, the whole set of the playoffs. Who do you want to keep around? Who do you want to use a game early on? If you try and be too safe, you're probably going to get eliminated. Uh, If you go too hard, you're burning up players that you're not going to have them for later. So for me, these are all about just puzzles. I mean, that's, (laughs) I love puzzles. I love board games. This is all about how do you, how and when do you use your pieces? So those, those are a few of the ways that I kind of inject a little life into my leagues this time of year. And again, I, I don't make them mandatory. Because you can never force activity. It's a way to just provide an optional activity for people that are already active. So yeah, yeah. That makes Anything sense. else you do in any of your leagues around this time of year, Travis? Yeah, just a few different like uh, team team based kind of pick 'em style tourneys and and things like that that feel like a bracket. Because I mean, everybody loves loves a good bracket. So uh, I I do that with just like with family and friends anyway. So I just kind of try to try to build that in if I can, just because. I, I too like you know puzzles like that. So any way you can do that and uh, optimize, uh, I think uh, you know that's that. I'm always looking for those optimization kind of puzzles. So and that's why everyone loves the March Madness too, because it's it's all wild and crazy and unpredictable at times too. So yeah, it is. I I do enjoy, even though I watch way less college basketball than I used to. Now I don't really watch it until about this time of year. <laughs> now that the uh, NFL is. NFL fantasy is kind of over until the playoffs pick up again, but like I'll watch a lot of college basketball this weekend because not don't really care about a lot of the NFL games today or this weekend. My alma mater is actually good too. (laughs) So basketball, well, unless until they get to the playoff or the uh, tournament. Yeah, but uh, Purdue as always. uh, I think I think their streak's still alive. I'm I'm pretty sure, and since the beginning of 2021, I think they're like 35 or 36 and two in non-conference games and the only two losses were to a 15 and a 16 seed in the tournament. So, yeah. But anyway, this isn't oh. a basketball podcast or, or Travis's sorrows podcast. It could be, <laughs> but uh, not today, but uh, no, I, I will say the one thing I do, I do uh, in, in just a couple of weeks, I do that uh, rookie poll mock series on Twitter. Uh, and that's yes. not a league activity thing, but uh, just a way for the community to kind of just vote on their consensus top incoming rookies just to get people excited about the upcoming draft and you know engage what what true consensus is this time of year i think it's really hard outside of just like scrolling through mock drafts and 
and just you know seeing a bunch of pe- people's takes on these players it's really hard to gather what is true consensus um and so i'll be doing that as soon as the declaration date is is set for uh these underclassmen which i believe is january 15th and we'll uh decide you know who, who the consensus quarterback one is wide receiver one and, and uh, who should be the 1.01 top overall rookie in incoming dynasty drafts and so it's always a fun exercise i do this time of year as well i i love that you know i love that <laughs> that pull thread when you do that one i like one i this time of year i learn a lot of new names uh, right. I might know like the first round at this point. I might be a little bit further than that this year. I might know like the top 14 uh, yeah. ish players, or I've at least heard their names. Um, but it starts usually you go through at least like two rounds and then there's like others receiving votes. Right. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. So, you, I mean, you get into a list of, I don't know, 30 players or so yeah. out of just doing some mock drafts on Twitter, Twitter polls, which is a lot of fun. Cause I think, yeah, it, it is just that, a lot of people in that are even really into dynasty or into fantasy football don't follow super closely to who's going to get drafted until you know January, February, March. You don't have to. Um, <laughs> There's no, other yeah. people that follow real yeah. closely and tell you it's great. Right, and so that's that's my role, and I'm good. I'm good playing that role. But uh, it, yeah, I think a lot of people who do this can accidentally get through the top ten names. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where I'm really at now. Just, yeah, just. <laughs> Just uh, you know, really diving in this type of year is 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 fun because you find it, you actually find out who is in this class because we can speculate all we want, but as I we talked about at the beginning of the show, we don't know. Like there's there's still people like that haven't even declared. Like last year, even technically, CJ Stroud hadn't declared the, at this point uh, last year. So uh, yeah, this this season could have looked a lot different had he not. So I don't know. Just it's it's fun to finally finally get some clarity. Yeah, I also love that in those polls that you do, not just do we get like the order, but you put in a lot of effort to kind of give us like a mathematical tier based on the percentage difference. Like when there's a yeah. huge gap, there's an yeah. obvious end of a tier. Like I love that information from it because I may not always agree with the order, but when right. somebody's in like a different tier, I'm like, wait a second. Am I really off on this? Why am I the one that's off or? Is consensus on it. Uh, yeah. they, that's how I start to check myself. And, yeah, and, and how does that impact where I try to trade to? Like what, within my drafts, like if I'm situated at, at pick yeah. 1.08 and there's there's a teardrop right after that point, does that mean that potentially at this moment my perceived pick slot is more valuable and can I take advantage of that somehow? Or if I or can I trade up into a different slot before my league mates understand that there's going to likely be a tier break? Uh, at a given point in, in a draft class. And so there's there's interesting ways to take advantage of the information, um, whether it's an overreaction or overreaction to to the data now, or just kind of getting yourself up to speed on, on where different tier breaks and value could be for a class. Because I think you you learn a lot about this time of year about what the collective market says players should should be worth, what a, what a draft class is worth in, in total at, at a given position, uh, and so forth. So... It's just a really fun exercise. I've been doing it since like 2016, I think. Uh, so it's the community's gotten a lot better at predicting draft capital, by the way. So that's that's kind of fun. Yeah, I will say, like, I I think last year the even like the actual like ranking was not terrible in in how it predicted. Some of the look, there were misses and there were hits, but yeah. it did a pretty good job of kind of predicting how the ADP went. Not too much longer after the final poll was taken. I mean, there were some obvious changes 
uh, based on draft spots, things like that. But uh, it was it was pretty good from what I remember of last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. When I first started it, it was it was pretty rough in 2016, 2017, and I think a lot of it had to do with like we had a, a few kind of rougher uh, draft classes of wide receivers and and some running backs in there. The, the depth wasn't there, so once you got pretty far, it was like man, we are way off. Once you got to like pick eight here, but uh, and over the past few years, it, it's definitely improved, which is kind of cool. I think people are just re- researching and learning and, and digging deeper earlier uh, than they were even just six, seven years ago. So. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap it up. So uh, go donate to Fantasy Cares. If you, if you enjoyed your fantasy season, if you enjoyed the NFL season, go give a little back over there at fantasycares.org. Obviously, always going to promote that. Pay your league fees. <laughs> Commissioners, make sure you're paying out managers. That's hopefully already done uh, by you. But uh, managers, go pay your league fees. If you're not going to pay your league fee quickly, if you're going to leave the league, that's not a problem. Let your commissioner know that more than anything, that's what I need to know. If you're going to leave, just let me know so I can replace you easy enough. Travis, you can follow on Twitter at FF Travis underscore M, right? Almost, almost. Dang it. What did I get wrong? Yeah. One of these days, it's FF underscore Travis M. Oh, yeah. I put the underscore yeah. in the wrong I spot. I should probably just redo it. But at this point, like, I, just I think we're just going to confuse like, I just typed in oh. T-R-A-V in it. You're like, you're the tough first one that pops up on TRAV on my list. Yeah. So it's easier. Yeah. I don't have to remember. <laughs> FF underscore Travis M. Yeah. Oh, I'm as bad as Russ. Dag on it. <laughs> you can follow me at John Bosch FF. You can follow Russ, even though he decided to, you know, it's only a big week in fantasy football. Everybody just won their championships. He's like, oh, I'm not going to show up to work, whatever. I'm going to go on nice. vacation. So you, you can follow yeah, him. Really fun place. Place. <laughs> He's in Disney. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. hanging out. So, yeah. yeah. Everybody, everybody be mean to Russ for going. No, I'm just kidding. Be nice to Russ, but definitely tell him he should have taken me and Travis to Disney and we should have done a Dynasty Wall Street on location. Um, we'll be back to our regular format next week. So thank you all for I hope you I hope everybody enjoyed this show. A little bit of a college preview and uh some fun ways to make your league active or try to. Till next week. See you then shut it down or close the floor or whatever he says, something like that. He's got, he's got an ending. I don't remember what it is though, but it's something about that's it.